Okay, welcome back, episode five. Yes. Um, we're just going to start recording this podcast. Fuck, maybe you're right. Maybe we, maybe we, just before, like the 30 seconds before we started recording, Michael was like, oh, I think the soft start's kind of not working, like, because there's an awkward four minutes. Not so much not working, but I yeah. was like, I think the good thing about episode four was like that, just that little tidbit to start things off with, that little fun fact. Yeah, it got the ball rolling. Fun fact, it? like, it got the ball rolling, exactly. I kind of like, I like the idea that there are people listening, and again, it's, it's all about the candor of the thing. I like the idea that even amongst like two very close friends who see each other like way more than people should, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, <laughs> oh, honestly, it's kind of awkward the first couple of minutes when I see him. Like I knock on his door and like, I don't really know where to like walk in right his in house. And start recording. Like... His dog always barks at me. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of awkward. Yeah. I, I think we're just getting uh, the warts and all look at a friendship. And sometimes it's awkward and we yeah. don't know what to say. It's almost a bit... It's almost like we're a parasite to each other at times. <laughs> we definitely are. Most of the time. Speaking of parasites. Oh, here we go. So I you have, have... Can I just say one thing before you get started on this tidbit? You're going to ruin my segue. So, yeah. So we were sort of talking since the last one. We're like, oh, maybe we do... Maybe we do have segments. Like maybe a little sort of segment structure. I'm upset that you Is ruined it? my segue. <laughs> don't I'm so worry. happy with it. You're going to get into the parasite segue, all right? We'll come back to it. Like, so the idea of segments, because like last time you started with the Komodo Dragons mm. thing and then like we started talking and when you were talking to me about uh, like the segment, he's like, you were like, yeah, the Komodo Dragons thing worked because like, I, I mean, it works because Alex, you have such a good general knowledge <laughs> and I knew once you were trying to flatter me, I knew That's you it. really want wanted to have a segment. <laughs> yeah. Every week, I know that you want to talk about some obscure science thing I gotta be careful. and you'll You'll rope me into it because every time you're just like, oh, Alex, your general knowledge is so great. And I'm, yeah, I'm thanks, a sucker man. for it. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, right, if you insist. All but, right. Um, it can, right. Before we get back to the parasites and tapeworms, a segment that I would like who to... Who said tapeworms? Well, I mean, I, I thought guess parasites, I, I thought yeah. tapeworms. Yeah, fair enough. Like, how many other parasites does any person know? Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. <laughs> Wait and see. Pinworms. Yeah, <laughs> different other types of worms. Um, I reckon a good segment, this is something that was brought to me, like... I don't like how this is Felix. There you go, got the shout out. He goes, I don't like how you don't do any follow ups. I mean, he spent he spent seemingly a whole episode talking about Alex's sore shoulder, and then, <laughs> then the next episode we didn't hear anything about it because we move on. <laughs> I don't care about your shoulder anymore. Well, it's not broken, is it? Exactly right. It's because we quickly learned that there was nothing wrong with it, and that I was just a whinger. So it didn't seem right to keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah. For the record, it does still hurt. <laughs> but I mean, ah. Uh. Should we like? And again, I think it's, he was sort of like, uh, I think he sort of wanted to see some, like, hear some follow-ups about here's the scans. Komodo dragons or whatever. Oh, well, that stuff as well. Like, just following up, just loose threads. Again, it's contrary to what we do here. What, what happens happens. Like, I mean, um, you're not gonna. This podcast isn't like one man's journey as he learns more about Komodo dragons. As much as I try, you keep drawing me away from my <laughs> my, my goddamn science segments. <laughs> like, I love them. Well, I think we give we give people just enough. This is pretty much how I communicate in this day and age. You only need to give people just enough that they can look look it up in their own time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which honestly is what I think happened. I know like um, a couple of mates like sent me links to other Wikipedia pages to be like, oh man, have a look at this yeah. as well. And I was like, oh, I love it. Like I, I, I think when it comes to what I enjoy out of this podcast or perhaps didn't expect was yeah. at first I wanted it just to close mates. I didn't necessarily want mm. feedback. I just wanted like, this yeah. is how we chat. Like this is what it's like. I think it's different. Whereas now it's like, wow, I'm really enjoying um, getting, like people getting involved in our conversations. Like to be honest, yeah. when people reference the podcast, 
it's the best. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it is good. Like I enjoy it because I think I've sort of explained to you before how like I'm so close with my brother. So yeah, and then when he moved out, like with the fact that we just had twenty years of the exact same experiences, watching the exact same movies, mm. like exact same TV, so we could just reference the same things. Like so, then he moved out, and like when anything different happened in my life or anything new happened. Like, I would have to keep him up to speed so yeah. that, like, we could still just share the exact same catalogue of jokes. <laughs> exactly. So, this is kind of just, like, a way to do that. It's just, like, everyone, if you're not keeping up with my podcast, don't talk to me because it's they're just, just going to be obscure like, references. You know, that whole, like, when I can hang out with friends now that I perhaps haven't seen for a while, but hopefully they'll listen to the podcast. It's like, what have been up to the last couple of months? You know. <laughs> don't don't waste. Like, yeah. it's like, let's get past that awkward five minutes where we yeah. just sort of touch base on what we've been doing. I don't have to answer with, uh, to be honest, uh, yeah. not much. I mean, I've <laughs> I got a sore shoulder. You've got a sore I shoulder. I've been watching quite a few movies. It's not a bit of TV here and there. It's just pure narcissism yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. Actually, I did see a narcissism. guy. I did see a guy um, like that I haven't seen since school finished, like on the street. First time I've seen him in five years. This is a bit of a nothing story, but yeah. let's go with it anyway. And he was like, what are you doing with yourself? And I'm like, oh, can I really be bothered recapping the last five years? Just give him the link. Well, <laughs> did you? No, well, I kind of, I kind of like did it. Like, yeah, yeah, I went to, went to Melbourne, did science, blah, 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 yeah. blah, looking for jobs, blah, blah, blah. But in my head, like when, once the convo finished and we went our separate ways, I was like, I should have just been like, honestly, I just, I just came out of hunky dory and it was the best. The fish there, it's so good. Mm. I feel like it just a conversation in the immediacy of your life kind of tells people everything. You're it's like a, the little man of the present. You know, a little worried. snapshot gives them everything they need to know about the rest of your life. They can kind of piece it yeah. together. I don't need to give you significant life events to show that I'm mm. on track creating this, this sort of person that I think you would be impressed by or want me to be exactly or people right. expect me to be. The fact that I, the only thing that oh, is real. What's on my head right now? Doesn't matter. Like, oh yeah, great fish. It was yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Tender, tasty, good serving sizes yeah, and yeah. a pretty reasonable price. Yeah, yeah. Hunky Dory, <laughs> come in now. <laughs> yeah, we should get paid for this. But yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like the only thing that's real to me in this moment is that I can still taste that salsa verde and it's delicious. Mm, it was very Why good. Why shouldn't I talk about that? I, um... All right, let's... Speaking like, of fish, though, I, will, I, I, I actually have got a little follow-up thing from that Komodo dragon now. But, um, is this the same as a parasite segue? Or is different, different, but I'll get to that. I've got to follow up. I was just I'm not going to... I feel like that segue you've trashed pretty pissed off about it because it was good so I'm not going to use it no 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 I'm going to get there another way I'm going to find another path even better like, yeah. I threw down the challenge for you yeah you're making it hard for me anyway I'll keep going um, yeah so on top of there being uh, Komodo dragons being able to just churn out a baby I'm going to keep using the, the term churn as well yeah and, and just males there are actually um, entirely in, uh, species of fish and certain bugs only have female populations. There are no males, or they have not found any males, purely because they can just reproduce in this manner. Like, there's no need for, for males at all. What the fuck? In a sense, it's like they've identified the males as a parasite <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't necessarily need to be, or like physiologically no longer has to be there. And then, Wait. Uh, they've just been bred out. And this might be testing your knowledge, but. Is, is it true to say that they they once existed and have been quote unquote bred out or that they've yeah or did they that, never that's my understanding they never existed they the definitely first place? existed ah. but it was like I think um, then they developed like certain ones developed the ability to do this at certain times like oh when there isn't a male present or when food is low or food is high and I want to yeah. I want to have a baby you you create one but then it got to the point of unlike with with aphids and stuff yeah. aphids need males to make 
uh, baby aphids with wings. Yeah. You can't make an aphid with wings. They just streamline the whole process themselves. Yeah, it's like, it's like they just do it all themselves. They can just create a full one and it's fine. We is don't this, actually need to, to breed. Is this like an... Or to mate. Is this story like... Is there some allegorical quality to it? Is it? Are you making a comment on society, or is this just a no, purely about not. bugs? We don't make. <laughs> it's almost like here. Animal Farm. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. We don't make. We don't make comments on things. We, we don't we take just, stances. We just point things out. Like, you take. This is what I've. I, I found this out. I think it's interesting. Like, if you want to, I don't know. Start. Start researching bugs. If you want to become an entomologist. If you want to become a feminist as well, after this, go for it. <laughs> but that's not when. There's no call to arms here. Like there is no, per- no, like there's no, there's no purpose. There's no purpose. It mirrors, it mirrors our lives. Really. Yeah, exactly. Just... We're just floaters. <laughs> um, but I will come back to the whole males being parasites thing and onto parasites. Mm, yeah, nice. When I think parasites, I think tapeworm. I think those little grubs, those little things, and those images you see on on you know on the internet of like these meter long things they pull out of your stomach and stuff like yeah, that. Up, yeah, up to six meters if I'm <laughs> which is ridiculous, for the right? Beef tapeworm. Like something I see is like scary. Um, almost extraterrestrial, like yeah. ali- alien-like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, does yeah. not belong in this world, it's right? Burst your chest, which is yeah, exactly. Which is sort of, well, yeah, that was my image of a parasite. Yeah, but recently I found out about another. There's no better like parasite is the only word to really describe it in a sense. Yeah, um, uh, creature which I never would have. I, would, I, I wouldn't have guessed. I love that classification. Um, do like, you want to have a guess what field of like organism it's in? Creature. <laughs> you've we'll, got we'll you've see. got yeah you've got your animals your bacteria <laughs> your fungi your viruses and let's go down okay it's an plants? animal like it's an animal heck yeah uh wait oh yeah no wait uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, all right yeah go go for it wait what's the context here i'm just trying to guess a parasite can i have a clue or like well, yeah i'll give you a clue it's it's pretty big it fits into uh, what I'm, what oh, I'm okay. Looking... So, so your question is like, what's the largest, most complex animal that could be classified as a parasite? I'm not sure I have the authority to say it's the largest and most complex. I oh, mean, it's the one you're thinking. Look, of. I'm going to say it's yeah, it's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> Remore, the no. fish that suckers onto the underside shell. What I was looking for is like, yeah, was it a fish? Was it a? Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say fish. It's a bird. <laughs> I actually knew it was a bird. Yeah. Is, it, is it a bird? Like, anyway, so I knew nothing of the common cuckoo. Oh, the cuckoo. The oh, cuckoo. Yeah, that's all right. Okay, yeah, yeah, good point, good point. And um, it seems like you do, so this is good. Like, once again, you've got great general knowledge. Shut Alex. the fuck <laughs> up, man. I'm already doing your goddamn segment. You don't, have to, you don't have to flatter me now. So the common cuckoo, I didn't know how they... I, I literally knew nothing of them. But um, essentially, what they do is they don't raise their young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just drop their eggs yep. into other nests yep. and they get others to raise it. The best. Genius. Now, from that, like, that's sort of like, yeah, fair enough, good stuff. But it gets more complicated because obviously the birds that um, have the nest, uh, obviously, like, are learning and adapting to this mm. and they are finding ways to identify a cuckoo bird and identify a cuckoo before, you know, it hatches and stuff, right? Yeah. So the cuckoo has, has actually developed the ability to lay eggs that mimic the, the, uh, the bird that it is planted, like the nest of which it's planting into. For example, uh, I think it's called a reed warbler. Nice. Yeah, it's a reed warbler. That's like a, a, a very common um, host for yeah. the cuckoo, right? Yeah. So if it's going to lay something in a, a reed warbler nest, it lays an egg that it will make look like a reed warbler. If it is going to put it into like a crow's nest or something else, it'll make an egg that greater mimics a crow, right? 
So you're saying within the cuckoo's own lifespan, this isn't something that's happening over generations of these birds, these bird populations being coexistent in the same area? Yeah, so like they, they do sort of exist in the same area. I think it's more of a case of like if, you, if you're a cuckoo and you live in a region where there are lots of uh, reed warblers. Does it take generations for the cuckoo's eggs to start looking like the reed warbler's eggs, like through a, through yeah, a process sure. of natural selection? Or they just be like, oh, I've got a reed warbler here, let's churn out one of those. Yeah, exactly those right. The cuckoo just plods away and just... That I'm unclear on. And listeners, Google. send me a message. Like, <laughs> I, I want to know. I only did so much research. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's I am unclear on that. Whether they can actually... Like, for example, can you go from one nest to another, a different bird, and in the same week and churn out a different looking egg? Yeah. Um, I think that the answer to that is no. I think you can sort of lay a certain egg and that's about it. Yeah. Um, well, they can make clocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <that. laughs> Probably make eggs. Um. <laughs> You know that's where the, that's where the term cuckold comes from, though, yeah. The cu- you, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was another fun shout out to Mountie and the cucks out there. <laughs> Jay cucks, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, it's, um, it's pretty harsh. Like it's but, funny it's, again. It's funny just anta- like using a podcast to antagonize him around, huh? Just poking the stick. Just be like, oh, listeners. Like in in the first episode, we're like, well, we don't listen to podcasts. If you listen to podcasts, find something better to do with your time. So I think it gets more complicated. So once. Uh, if the bird is a nest, the other thing as well, it can lay eggs that look like the nest. So it might be like a very dark brown, right? So the bird can't really see that there's an, another egg there, right? Yeah. So it just forgets about it. Anyway, so when it hatches, usually um, the cuckoo hatches first, right? Yeah. And then what it does is it tries to expedite the other eggs, like, just it's blind and it hasn't had any time to learn but it knows that it has to get rid of all the other eggs in the nest and it's got a perfect cavity in its back to like lift these eggs up using its back and sort of shimmy its way over and, and just like let the eggs die, oh, drop the- them into into water or the ground and let them die see i thought the uh, actual i thought the mother cuckoo boy no. took the eggs out but you're mother, telling me the mother babies- cuckoo only grabs one egg and replaces it with the own yeah so the other bird that comes is like oh Nothing to see here. This is all normal. Uh-huh. Because if it came, there was only smart. one random egg there. It's yeah, like, like what's fucked? Is this is something out right? Goddamn yeah. cuckoos! I remember I've been laying. Cut. I've been <laughs> cut. <laughs> I remember laying more eggs than this. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, where was I? You were talking about how the birds just wake up with a thirst for blood. Yeah, <laughs> and then if, and like if there's another bird that's that's like there, it'll just kill that one too. Like just push over the nest. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, so then the next thing comes like cuckoos. Are like three to four times bigger than reed warblers, so like, well, how do you? F- oh, the 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 the, ch- the little hatchling <laughs> yeah. gets really big really quickly and then just kills a mother probably. <laughs> no, so it's like, how does it get enough sufficient food from a small like, from a mother that is used to catering for smaller birds? Yeah, all right, true good point. And you hear the call of the reed warbler and it's like, <laughs> like nice, pretty nice. simple. That was perfect, right? Yeah, and then you've got the call of like the um. I can't mimic the cuckoo one, but it's like, like, long story short, sounds, and you're like, oh, I don't know how, how this bird gets away with it. Number one, it doesn't look like a reed warble. It's three times as big, and it doesn't even sound the same. Yeah. Well, anyway, they chucked the, like, sort of recorded them both, had a look at the frequencies. The reed warbler one, oh, sorry, the cuckoo's freak uh, call is almost an identical to, like, three or four reed warblers. Like, if you put them all together, oh, really? simultaneously calling at once. So, that's why the mother thinks, oh, all my babies are calling for so much food. I need to keep getting food to them. And he just sits there. Just, he or she. Keeps that's very, that's <laughs> yeah. very open-minded on of your Of course, mind. yeah. Uh, like sits there just gobbling up all the wormies and the other things. Then it grows up. And then it, I, I don't think it kills its mother. It just flies away. And then just 
decides to cuck someone else. You look at that and tell me there's a God. <laughs> We've been here before. I'm like... just saying though, like, nature is so horrible. Damn. That is, it's like, it, I mean, it's the greatest tragedy you could ever write. Yeah. Like, you couldn't even write about it. This mother. It's too tragic. Yeah, this mother raises this thing that has just, like, killed its young, doesn't love it at all. And then will one day just fly off. And just milks it, drive all its resources. Exactly. And this mother, maybe this doesn't respect. Maybe it. part of this mother's just like, honestly, I've got a pretty good feeling this isn't my like <laughs> this isn't my baby. But I'm in this deep. I have to believe. I have <laughs> yeah. to lie to myself. Um, it actually, uh, and the funny. So the person who discovered all these things about the cuckoo, right, mm. was actually, oh, the doctor that helped create. I think the vaccine or the cure for smallpox. Uh, right. So in his spare time, he what's, read. What's his name? I don't know, Alex. This is your general knowledge. <laughs> yeah, You're the this best is really at bugging it. Me. It's kind of bugging me. So um, in his spare time, he read something about oh cuckoos. They you know blah blah blah, and he's like I'm intrigued to know. So then he studied them for for ages, and there's all this black and white footage of him like setting up little, um, I don't know ghillie suit type things and just watching them for days. And I was like, man, I love that. Back in the day where you didn't necessarily need to study biology um, or like, oh, what are you, just birds and plants yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you just had a curious mind, that was kind of enough. And you sort of understood like how to put together a scientific report. That was all you needed to become essentially one of the most well Like he won the highest possible award for yeah. um, natural biology. And he's just a doctor that did smallpox. Like he's just yeah. a curious guy. And there's heaps of these stories from this period of time. Like the same guy who mapped out the life cycle of aphids. He was a lawyer. Yeah, that's good. And then it? he turns out this paper and he becomes like an absolute hero. And everyone's like, oh, he's a science genius. No, he was curious. And he just staked yeah. out his, his common aphids for a while and just watched what they did. Oh, I love it. I mean, we're talking about like, I think in the last episode, why, you know, the whole strike, like who does the uni, like, the, you know, the whole piece of paper really help? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what there is really not a whole lot stopping me from, you know, just going out there and, and just tackling the real natural curiosities of life. Yeah, do you reckon those aphids care whether you've got a degree? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't I mean, give a shit. It's like, you can't watch us. You can't take notes on us unless you uh, <laughs> yeah. write a cover letter explaining how you've got integrity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, and then I'm going to need some money from you too. <laughs> Yeah, right. Interesting. Wait, so I had to look it up. Was it Edward Jenner? Yeah. The guy I said it, yeah. Exactly. He, like, the extent of my general knowledge is that, like, I have enough knowledge to look things up, which people are like, hey, everyone has that. But you, also... No, you know what? You're not going to waste like, 30 minutes. In a, in a who wants to be a millionaire sort of situation, like, where you've got four options, I can pretty much... Like, I can always pick the right one. Oh. I have enough that I'm like, it can kind of ring ring a bell in my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Multiple oh. choice, you're a king. I'm the best of that. Yeah, I respect that. Dominate that. I, uh, you know, <laughs> we need we need to figure out. Like speaking of segues, we need to figure out how to how to join the segments. Actually, that's what I was going to say. Just happens when we're talking oh, we, about. We um, don't have any other segments, do we? Yeah, you got true. something? No, cool. Think so. was not, yeah. <laughs> against I was going to say, like, have you seen um, Midnight in Paris? Oh, uh, that's that Woody Woody, Woody Allen, Allen film. With, uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he. You haven't seen it, but he time travels. No, I have seen it. Oh, have you? Yeah, oh. yeah. But he, like, you remember how he, like, time travels to the 1920s? Weird. I, it's, it's it's a bit of a different one, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, when he's there, it's just like, man, this was the best time in history. It's like, we're just, we're just born at the wrong time. Like, mm. I'm living in, like, a less exciting age. Everything's then, been done. Like, it's like the guy at that uh, uni open day 
I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, I yeah. guess you could do Masters of Hobby, but you're not going to make any breakthroughs. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck. Take me back to the day I could just go into my backyard and just get a breakthrough. Yeah. And Which, well, like, here's a spoiler, but towards the end of the film, like, when he's in the 1920s, he, like, encounters some people who are just, like, really itching to get back to the 1880s. Mm. It's like, oh, man, it was just a better time then. Like, I guess my question is, is it... Is it a new phenomenon or has it always been around? I feel like, like a generation of people who were just like, we were kind of born in the wrong time. Well, it's like that. It's like hindsight's a powerful, powerful thing. And yeah. like having the actual ability to go back in time and use your hindsight, not essentially as hindsight, but just knowledge and assurance. Mm. Oh, that's the dream, isn't it? I feel like we all dream of going back in time. Not so much for necessarily it was a better time, but like, it's like, oh, wow. Like I just do things differently. Like knowing what I know now, having the rock in my, my stone in my pocket, like being yeah. here before, yeah. being able to experience life and sort of skip a lot of the hardships, or like perhaps I feel like I'd skip a lot of the hardships. It's like that'd be the best. I feel like, but I mean, it's it's yeah. I feel like in the past people people kind of believed in like a higher purpose or like a manifest destiny yeah. or something like that a lot more than we do now. Definitely, like. I guess, like, by today's moral stands, you'd be like, well, that's wrong to be like, yeah, our, our job on earth is to is to just spread across all of America and just, like, like sweep whatever's in front of us, just sweep that out of the way. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it was good for the people who, you know, were on the conquering side of it because, like, yeah, I've got a purpose. I've got something to do. Mm. We need, like, that, but in a benevolent fashion. Do you know what I mean? Like, we need, I don't know. We need, like, a space exploration challenge. I mean, I guess people listening will be like, oh, yeah, well... The, the next frontier. Why don't we all bind together? It's like, yeah, there's still people starving. Why don't you all bind together and, like, say, like, you know, that that's the that's humanity's next great challenge. Like, look after people in poverty. And I'm like, well, I don't want to feed hungry people. I want to, I want to go through space. <laughs> yeah. I want, to do, I want to do something that's... Yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty selfish bit. I don't know. I think it's like we're running out of places we think we can look to find, like... We want to think that there's meaning to our lives. We, we, you and I, I think I'm, I'm talking way? for the whole population at this stage. Yeah, true. Yeah. I feel like, well, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm talking for myself, yeah. but I assume my, a lot of other people feel this way. I feel like we do want to have a purpose. I want a purpose. It'd be nice to think that I'm fighting for something, right? Yeah. We're running, like back in the day, there were so many frontiers to, to make a difference, to make big gains. Now, well, shit, we're running out. We're sort of maxing out earth. If anything, almost destroying it like, space is that sort of final frontier where we can go and hopefully find something and the great thing about it, it's infinite like it's yeah. <laughs> it is the definition of the good fight like just going out there to find answers yeah you'll just keep finding answers if you keep searching yeah well like because i think that point before like the like earth's almost kind of done like at this stage yeah like in the past we'd be like oh we clocked it <laughs> well like a, some a person who's born like the baseline is like i'm adding like my default setting is that i'm adding to earth whereas now if you're born you're kind of like there are already like enough people and I'm very, I'm hyper aware of the fact that I'm just consuming resources. Yeah. Like every day, dozens of animals are dying, dozens of hectares of forest are being yeah. cleared. There's a whole bunch of like, We can't just keep too. growing, keep getting bigger and keep, you know, you know, this whole get your GDP up high and have more babies. It's, well, it's not working anymore. We can't do it. We're reaching that sort of max line. So you're talking about culling. No, I'm talking about culling them. People. Uh, I, I remember looking briefly at the one child policy yeah and i couldn't help but think it's like <laughs> one of the most successful from like a here's your task getting the job done sort of things of like reducing the rate of population out there 
I know there's a lot of downsides to it. A lot of, especially yeah. in a culture where men are held a lot more, oh, just in higher regard. Like you yeah, want yeah. male babies. Like there's a lot of, you know, real dodgy abortions, a lot of killing baby girls, things like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. And a gender imbalance now as well. Yeah. Um, I also just think it's, it's like, yeah, right, maybe if, if there is any benefit, be like, yeah, we want less people. Like the only way you can kind of curtail the amount of people is just like with the like grossest violation of human rights. Like really, there's only there's only two things people want to do in life, and that's Did- that's be alive and <laughs> and have kids. Yeah. yeah, like that's like that's what you're biologically programmed to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. You can't overcome that. I remember Dick Smith. Yeah. Um, that Australian entrepreneur tries to tackle this problem for a while and pretty much just got demonised by it. He did a bit, didn't so he? So much so that he's he's had nowhere to go except to Pauline Hanson, yeah. the only one who really empathises with him. Yeah. Or sympathises, rather. But, but like, the fact of the matter was, he was like, I mean, we talk about, you know, global warming and emissions, right? And you sort of look at that graph, and once you sort of normalise the graph, or, like, um, divide it by population growth, like, the whole yeah. emission, like, CO2 emissions, it, it almost becomes a bit of a much closer to a flat line. Mm. It's like, yeah, we are producing a bit more per capita, but essentially it's, it's really just not too dissimilar. It's just more people. That's where the real big gains are. And yeah. it's like, we haven't got space. And then obviously there's that argue of like, no, but we need more people to, you know, just because that's the way the economy's geared. Yeah. You know, you want a few people at the top that you can look after by the hard work of the people at the bottom, like the younger people, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, well, I mean, if we start having less younger people, I mean, this whole thing's in a pear shape and our economy isn't geared for that. We just need constant growth. And yeah. it's like, I don't get it. Why do we need constant growth? Why do we, like, why are we, like, what's the point? Why can't yeah. we all disagree to stop growing? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but I mean, it's a real can of worms because as you said, like, what other, like, it's, is it a human right? <laughs> yeah, I guess to live and have a baby yeah. is in essence a human right. It's what you're geared to do. And you're asking people to, eh, I don't think you should do it. It's kind of like it's kind of like the mice in the uh, in the traumatic spinal injury department that that guy had to kill, and we're yeah. like, ah, oh, they should have been grateful to be alive anyway. Yeah, that's like the Schopenhauer debate all over again about like like antinatalism. Like, is it is it is it, like is it just a net good just being born? Like, if like let's say you keep growing the population, and the the Earth just keeps getting worse and worse, like mm. the living conditions of everyone gets worse and worse, but the fact that there's more people. Does that like offset that? Yeah. You know, if you, if you have ten times as many people, who are, who, are people. One, who are one tenth as happy, you're like, oh, well, we've still got the same amount of human happiness. So as long as we just keep that above one tenth while still having ten times the amount of people, like we're in the net positive. Have you heard that argument about or how do we tackle these massive issues? Um, and a lot of people, well, I'm not sure who said it. I'm gonna say scientists just throw it out there or something. Yeah. But they're like, we need to have populate way more have way more children because oh, they'll figure we'll, out the answers we'll get more geniuses <laughs> yeah yeah like that's it's just like you know genius a genius might come one every billion billion you know yeah. so it's like what we do is we just have as many kids as we can we'll get two or three of them and they'll be able to solve it's like and just get these three great minds chuck yeah. them in a room and we're sorted yeah. and then it's like well yeah i guess we also made that <laughs> top, like that problem three times as hard to tackle now yeah but they're have, geniuses have you heard yeah. of those mice in the Arctic, I think that when food gets too scarce, they kill themselves. Yeah, they just jump off a cliff. They just kill themselves. Are they? They're not lemmings, are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's a hoax. Lemmings don't actually kill themselves. Really? Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> well, I don't have a degree, and I haven't studied the lemmings. <laughs> yeah, sorry, so really, no, like, I don't like to stand on. No authority, but I'm like, I reckon if you if you Google 
Yeah. Well, let's not Google it. Let's, dear listeners, get back to us because I. Is it a hoax? I'm in the camp that lemmings lemmings killing themselves is a hoax. I mean, we keep fighting these diseases, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a fuck thing to say. Yeah. I was thinking. I think how it happened with the lemmings. Sorry, I'm not going to let this go. Just Please yet. go. The people yeah, need to know it's the truth. Because like, you love watching nature documentaries. I love it. I feel like it was in like the 60s, 70s, maybe even the 80s. Mm. Like trying to film a nature documentary. Like, mm, pff, we don't really have enough good stuff. Let's get all these lemmings to run off a cliff. <laughs> so and they just them. chased them and dangled some food off, and all the lemmings just went over. And you're like, huh, lemmings, Jeez. they're dumb. They're like, smart. They're more woke than us. <laughs> In what regard? Like, uh, because we know, like, we can't sustain. Actually, you're right. <laughs> we can't sustain this population. This it's almost all- like if they're going to cull animals. Like, let's say the lemmings are yeah. aware that they're impacting the environment where it's going to affect them in the future. Yeah, like, so there will be less food. Well, they're culling themselves. They're going to cull ourselves. Heroic. It's sacrificial. Yeah. I, I was- I'm sure there are animals out there that cull themselves. I mean, we apparently really- there's a depressed dolphin out there in SeaWorld. We've really Ungrateful got to, son of a bitch. We've got to keep this podcast on the fucking rails because I'm so worried that you're going to start urging people to kill themselves for the, no, good, not, for the good of not, Earth. Not at all. Earth demands. It's a thing <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, we've got to, like, man, if, like, there were this many, like, less people on the Earth, then, like, there'd be this much more rainforest. And I'm like, honestly, I don't care. The rainforest's only job is to supply people. People give, like, human consciousness gives meaning to the universe. Like I said, you think nature's so great? The cuckoo is a monster. Uh, what other animals do we hate? Orcas are killing like little baby <laughs> baby seals and like yeah. playing with them. Nature is horrible. Yeah. There is no morality out there. There's only morality inside human consciousness. Anyway, go on about this depressed dolphin. I don't know. It killed itself. That's all I know. Did uh, it actually? Did yeah, it I, rem- I remember watching that doco. I think it was like the Blackfish. Killer, the Cove. The oh, Cove. The cove. Uh. Yeah, and I think they dabbled on like, oh, what happens when you put these... You know, so they did that whole breeding to kill and, and, and culling them just for the sake of it and you know I don't know just bad and then they looked at other dolphins in captivities this could be another duck I've mixed up but we'll just say it's the same it would be good to do a crossover anyway and I think um, one of these dolphins in SeaWorld or something like that um, was just super super sad and I think one day it had like a really strong relationship with it's like um, what do you call it with its owner yeah I I don't want to say owner it's trainer trainer trainer. Yeah, yeah 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 and it became really strong and then Got to a point where apparently, like, it just went up to him one day um, and, like, gave it, like, a kiss and then just, like, rolled over and drowned itself and just died. The dolphin and did. this guy is like, yeah, we can't have these things in captivity. Like, it, it killed itself smart. in front of me. It's like, well, that's the, that's what you're applying to the... I mean, who knows? But what I'm saying is, like, well, it's possible that they've killed themselves. Yeah, but yeah, because because it's like... Yeah, I get what you're saying. As far as, like, me having some sort of agenda for people to just start jumping off cliffs, like, once again, yeah. I don't have any opinion. I'm just exploring <laughs> the ideas, and I think it's complicated. And, yeah, I really don't want people to do that. <laughs> just let me know. No matter how cool it would look in a nature documentary. <laughs> no matter how many, yeah. That's interesting. Like, animals are like, oh, this animal, this animal is too smart to eat. Because to me, that's kind of like... It's sort of like just an example of... Is it an example? I don't know. It's like a concept called like moral imperialism. Where it's just like, yeah, I'm just thrusting my values onto a different culture. Yeah. It's like, I don't get it. Like, who's to say that like that our values are just inherently the right values? Yeah, Like exactly. when people are like, yeah. Like when I was like 10, I was like, man, Japan shouldn't kill whales. I'm like, <laughs> like, now I'm just like, well, why? How many... It's just like, yeah, we just, we just killed however many cows, how many chickens. No, that's normal. That's okay. Killing whales, real taboo. Yeah. Why is it any different? Whales are smarter. Are they? So having kids working in mines as well, like it was all fine back in the day. I wouldn't say it was all fine. But... 
<laughs> this would be really funny, buddy. Just, yeah, we advocate people running off cliffs and uh, child child slavery, essentially. <laughs> Phosphorus poisoning. Pff, I don't care. It's a fucking myth. Yeah. yeah <laughs> don't subscribe to it. Yeah. I don't know. Morality changes over time. Yeah, I guess that's, that's what we're saying. What do you think make, makes an animal's life worth living? Like, like, all right, so what animals, what animals, I'm guessing you wouldn't kill and eat a person? No. No, no, you're supposed to say no. Don't act like you're thinking about it. You obviously wouldn't kill and eat someone. Oh, but what if my plane crashed in the Andes and something? You know what I'm what talking... What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you serious? <laughs> this is a thought experiment where I'm like... Like where you start with the the logical extreme of something and work back and instead you've just agreed <laughs> with the logical extreme. What yeah. the fuck are you saying? Are you saying that you... I mean, people have, like, in dire situations, like, would I? Am I incapable of eating a human in a life or death situation? They're still alive. They're, I, not, they're not dead. You have to kill them. You have to kill them. I don't know. Them. I can't answer that question for you. Oh my God. I don't want to. Just pretend Just pretend we're talking to a normal person. So they would be like, yeah, obviously, I wouldn't kill and eat a person. And then you say, well, what about a dolphin? You say, no, probably not. And they're like, what about a border collie? I say, probably not. And then you go, cow? Yeah. See, I'm a pig. Seeing- yeah. So what's what's the graduation or what's the distinction between a pig and a dog? I mean, if you like, you're looking at me like, yeah, well, <laughs> pigs uh, have hooves. They, yeah, I know shit like that. But I mean, like, pigs, pigs are communists as well. <laughs> like that. Pigs, pigs are probably smarter than dogs. There are a lot of pigs. Like pe- people, if you're listening, you've you've eaten a pig that was smarter than your pet dog. I'm of that. Yeah. I'm certain. You've eaten a pig that loved its children. More than your dog probably loves you, if you want to talk about love. So I'm, I guess, I guess what I'm saying like, is like, are we really living, and are we holding ourselves to our to a consistent framework of moral standards and ideals, or are we really just blinded by our own biases, and just not. moving away from rationality? I think definitely now. You know that Chaz guy from the Chaser, Chase War and everything. Yeah, are you gonna say he's the guy who's the who does War on Waste? Because that's actually a different guy. No, it's not. Oh, okay, he's actually like become quite a serious like um, U.S. correspondent for the ABC. Yeah, okay. He does a lot of. I was on And um, he was talking. I think they had this whole panel on like the drum or whatever, and they're chatting about oh Trump's the worst and all this bullshit. And he's like, you know, the thing that's just concerning is that the response to how do we tackle this extremist is with another extremist, and it's. Like, that snowball effect. It was just going to get bigger and bigger of, well, I mean, if... I don't know, moving further and further away yeah, from yeah. predictability and stability. Yeah, I kind of get you because, yeah, because it's kind of like people have a mentality of, like, the ends justify the means. Yeah. So, they're prepared to go to, to a person who's, like, even more extreme on the other side. Exactly. Cause like, yeah, and so, cause it's I almost know. like the pendulum's gaining momentum rather than swinging back to it. Exactly. A and they're like, middle. no, no, it'll get better. It's like, well, no, because what do you think's going to happen in response? Yeah, like, that's an interesting take, isn't it? I don't I never really thought about it like that, but it's like, yeah, I mean, who's just... Like, you think, oh, who are you going to put against... Who would you put against, I don't know, a leader like Trump? Yeah, or an extremist and people like, you can't put a moderate because, like... Yeah, they won't win. Trump will just have these like weird, like extremist, like rants, and people are yeah. like, honestly, I buy into this. It's good. Feels good, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like we're gonna have to get a real hardcore lefty or something. I don't know, but yeah, I, I think it was an interesting thought. Yeah. Extremism breeds more extremism. Like yeah. further away, we're, we're against extremism further, on this podcast. As far, like as far as you move away from the norm, I feel like, oh shit, I know what I'm saying with this one, but. The further you move away, no, you just move away from rationality and objectivity. You lose what we're like your about. norm. 
you forget about it. What was your normal? Like you talk about yeah. morality being constant, not possible because something like this, it's like, this is shift the center norm. What people, yeah. like a, a scenario like having a whole new leader and like a whole drastic yeah, yeah. change changes what the norm is and you forget about it. You forget about what my values were 10 years ago. You forget about what it was that, that made life uh, easy and good and things yeah. like that. Now it's like, oh shit, no, I, I need to, I need to really, I need to have strong beliefs and stuff now. And then it's, I need to be a real action man. And then you're just moving away from, oh man, the simple life was good. What I'm saying is, let's get a farm already. <laughs> Weed <laughs> prices are looking good. There was a bit of rain the other day. Huh? A bit of rain. <laughs> yeah, I saw it Fair on enough. television. But it's sort of naked farmers running around playing in the rain. Yeah, I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a good, uh, I think people have been catching on to your opinion, to be honest. I saw it on The Age a couple of days. Yeah, they're like, yeah. the worst time to, to deal with like drought or drought policy is during yeah. drought. We're, just, we're incentivizing mismanagement. Yeah, exactly. I sort of agree with it. Why can't we just, I, like I said, I, all I want is rationality and objectivity. Yeah. I abhor emotional decision making. Honestly, sometimes I'm, I'm like, I'm essentially an automated. Sometimes I'm not even sure if I feel things at all anymore. Yeah. So it's like, you just, if, if humanity's going to achieve anything, it's going to be by like rational, objective decision making, mm. not. Just the vibe. Know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. See, I've, I feel like I've usually tackled almost all situations I experience. Yeah. in a pretty rational way. It's yeah. a big blanket statement, but I think most most times I'll really think about it, try to think about the consequences. Uh, sometimes I might think 10 years down the track, yep. get really into the rabbit hole and then act on it, right? I think I'm moving away from that now. Not moving away, but I'm conscious of being like, you don't have to do that. What, you being a little bit more instinct- instinctive or what? Instinctive and just sort of letting things happen a bit more. Yeah, okay. What do you mean? I don't know. I mean, like the whole, <laughs> I don't really know exactly where I'm going with this, but I feel like I feel like I I'm not in, sometimes I'm not as invested in decisions as I should be, or as other people are because I'm like honestly I I don't really I feel like I have no control over this situation. See, I feel like, like things are just going to be what they're going to be, like whatever I do. That's good. See, sometimes I feel <laughs> like I've got too much control over the situation. I don't think I'm actually in it. How do I know it's the right thing? I'm just pushing it. Yeah. So I'm just making. I'm just trying to make the outcome that I foresee to be the best happen. And it's like, I'm sort of starting to think that, you know, that all, that's all well and good if I made the right call and that my projected outcome is the best option. I feel like, surely it's not the case. I can't be, I can't, it's not possible that I'm making the right calls all the time. If any of the time, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So these decisions could be wrong. It's almost like, I just rather, like, Leave the rest up to everyone else. I can't be angry at myself for making the wrong call. I'll just float around. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like a stoic mentality to adopt. <laughs> just be like, honestly, none of this matters. I think like what he's like, like level, like the actual level, level three, let's call it like, let's call it like high, like high level stoicism. The way you're actually supposed to do it is like, you know, nothing I do really matters, but you know, I still do it anyway. Even though like it doesn't matter, I still go out and I do moral things to other people. Mm. Whereas the, the stage I think I'm at is like, yeah, nothing matters. So I'm just, pff, may as well just rob a store. Don't give a <laughs> shit. It's like, is that stoic? I don't know. I think, I think the stoics had something different in mind than just being like <laughs> morally nihilistic. <laughs> Honestly, the, I'm, these days I'm in stores and I'm like, pff, what's to stop me robbing it? <laughs> Who's the victim here? The shareholders? I don't buy it. Fuck off. 
I'm not saying go out there and rob, but like yeah. when people are like uh, XYZ, it's like, I think I'm just angry about it. I'm really just going on a moral rant because I got fined. I tell you, I got a, I got a speeding fine. Oh, God. It's doing, it's it's I was doing 88 when I should have been doing 80. What's that cost you? 201 bucks. Yeah, it's not You're saving bad. lives out there, making sure people are doing 80 instead of 88, aren't you? Yeah. When it's in the middle of the day through a four-lane highway. Fuck off. <laughs> What's it been in the Tuller? Huh? On the Tuller? Or the Bolty? It was in... I think it was in the Domain Tunnel. Oh, Tunnels. They always think you there. They're real anal on the Tunnels. Well, because that's where it's fun to drive fast. But here's my point. Yeah, if, you, if you're doing 88 and everyone else is doing 80 and there are only cars because it's a tunnel, yeah. you're essentially doing eight kilometers an hour. <laughs> You've essentially been done for walking too fast, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's all relative speed. It's, it, so hey, if Einstein taught us anything, it's that you can drive 88 <laughs> in a goddamn 80 zone. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. You're in a tunnel. Yeah, there aren't any there's, pedestrians. There's, there's no school zone here. You know what I mean? Like, the whole idea of the tunnel, <laughs> tunnel was to avoid all the stupid shit that's going to stop traffic from moving quickly through. Exactly right. Ah, oh, fuck. We've missed the point. We've lost what the. We don't know what we're about anymore. The norms. The morality. I just, morality. Because I just can't imagine explaining to someone from 50 years ago just being like, I feel like there's been a fair encroachment of like personal liberties. Mm. Like, what were speeding fines 50 years ago when they didn't when they didn't have the technology? Surely it would have just been like the policeman like just chasing you, and he's like, yeah, I was chasing you, and my odo was up to. <laughs> I was like, my, I was doing 100. That's why I asked the question. Do you know how fast you were going? Because <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, my my friend Pat got pulled over once. Yeah. And they're like, you're going too fast. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, I wasn't. <laughs> and they're like, no, you were. And he's like, how fast are I going? He's like, look, I've been in this business long enough to know when someone's speeding. <laughs> and Pat in his head is just like, yeah, I don't think it's going to hold up in court. <laughs> Essentially, they let him off. Because I mean, like, I mean, like, was I speeding? Where was he? In the country? No, no, in town. And what the, surely the police officer quoted a speed. No. You just said you're going too fast. Yeah, you're speeding. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. I was talking to talking to my roommate last night, uh, and he was like, um, somehow we're talking about how solariums got banned. Yeah. Like, but it's like, yeah, now I think a lot of people are like running like illegal backyard solarium operations. Oh, Jesus. And then I was like... Just okay. to set up a mirrors or something? <laughs> no, like they've still got the little boxes and stuff. But they're like, I was like, oh, so is it... Like, surely it must be legal for personal use. And we, like, if, if it's just me using the solarium, like, who's the victim? Yeah. And, like, we weren't entirely sure. And I'm like, I, I said this and I stand by it. If you're telling me that I can't use a personal solarium, you're essentially saying I'm not allowed to stand in the sunlight. <laughs> well, I <laughs> It's think- the same thing. It's UV radiation. It's like, no, you're not, you're not allowed to... The sunshine, even though it feels good and it makes you feel good, it's bad for you and you're not allowed to do it. Surely it comes out of that argument of like it costs the taxpayer X amount if you get skin cancer and then the whole Medicare and public public yeah, health. But then you then like once you start running that argument, you have to start taking tabs for every decision like everyone makes all the time. You're like, oh that guy that guy smoked a couple of cigarettes when he was eighteen, he's at a slightly higher risk of this disease. So we've got to charge up. him a little bit more. <laughs> well, yeah, lock him up. Or it's like, oh, this guy, he plays footy and so he's been like He's he's been a, a, his shoulder is bound yeah, <laughs> and so he's just a burden on the healthcare system <laughs> I'm like well, once you're deciding trying to keep tabs of everyone it's like honestly you know what it's like it's my goddamn right just trust, trust I'm going to use like, the solarium there's sun out there why would you jump in a solarium to just fucking turbocharge your cancer that's surely the theory yeah I don't know so you're unnecessary like you like 
if you want to go get sun, like you sit in the sun, I can't stop you from that. Like it's a natural thing. But if you're actively going out to get tan, it's almost like we want it. We don't want that culture. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, I wasn't invested in this solarium topic as I thought I was. <laughs> but I don't really know. What doing. Are you happy with this podcast, Ev, or not really? <laughs> yeah, you ask this every podcast during the podcast too. too yeah, so I think it's fine. Every every one we record, I'm like, oh, we better listen back to this and have a think about it before we release it. I was pretty happy with episode four. This, like, this, this one I'm not so happy with. It's not, it's not our best work. Yeah, but once not. again, I think it's like it's pretty candid and it does the job. Yeah, I think that's funny if you're just, uh, just an <laughs> artist. Or like, well, like, not an artist, but like people who create content. Like, honestly, I, truthfully, I know this isn't, this isn't my best, but I just had, to get a, a, just had to get a bad one out of the system and move on to the good stuff. It's like a flex. Like, if I, like entering something into the Archibald, it's like, nah, honestly, I had like 10 works. It's probably one of the worst ones, but I don't know. Just enter, it's not like that at all. Like, but um, Like Michael Caine, when he's like, uh, apparently sometimes when he just does films, he just like comes in and just does the scenes and like 15 minutes and like the junior actors will be like oh do we need to do this again and like, nah we'll fix it in post <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's just what he said like, I'll just I'll just fix it up in post I was going to do a Michael Caine impersonation oh, okay. there but I'll, I'll tell people my deepest darkest secrets on this podcast but I will not reveal a Michael Caine impersonation <laughs> <laughs> and also once in an interview like he was talking about like someone's like oh you've done like some films that, like weren't so successful blah 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 and <laughs> he's like yeah. yeah yeah it's just like this one that I was like, Jaws, it was, apparently Jaws it, was one of, it was one of the worst films of the summer he's like Honestly, I haven't even seen the film, but uh, I've seen the house that it bought. <laughs> yeah, 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 I respect it. Sort of like James, like Daniel Craig and the James Bond thing. Yeah, what is just like after, after each one, he's like, I hate this, i doing it again. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, yeah. I like the but money. It, it's just like, well, I can't argue, like, the money's so good. And, like, pretty much after this franchise, I can do whatever I want. Like, yeah. I can become a painter. I can just do <laughs> weird little Danish indie films. Like, I can do anything I want. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Like, I've, like money's not an issue. But obviously it's silly because he signed like he signs up for another one. I don't know. So that, does that lack integrity? I think it definitely lacks integrity. I, I was pretty impressed that he's going get like before the film was even released in his in his promo thing. Like, yeah, I'm hiding him. I'm done. I hate I hate the bond. It's shit. All of it. Isn't that kind of isn't that kind of uh, the highest integrity of all to be so truthful about that? But then, and then to free yourself up to really focus on what you actually want to do. But then he signed up for another. Th- a Bond film, that's the that's thing. Yeah, just to treat it as a means to an end and he's open about that whereas other people would like kind of lie about it being a means to an end and then focus on other projects whereas he's just upfront about it. He's he's telling you what he stands behind and what he doesn't. There's no ambiguity with him. He's not like hiding behind layers of irony or anything like that. What like, you, so by signing up for another film after he says that... He doesn't believe in them essentially. Yeah. He thinks they're not good films and he thinks... Is that what he says? He uh, thinks they're not good films? I honestly might have to go back to it. But it was like... It, the thing, I think... Not to say he has no leg to stand on. Yeah. Because disagree, I disagree with that. Like, yeah. I'm sure if we... I think as you're digging deeper, we understand that maybe he's a truer man than all of us. Like, the fact that... Yeah, I've got enough money amount to do whatever I want. But he's like, yeah, I could always just have some more money. <laughs> like, how hard is it to turn out a Bond film? I've already done four of them. Like, it's pretty easy. Doing my sleep. It's like, once again, I'll jump on, I'll fix it in post, and then <laughs> get all my CGI. money. It's yeah, all it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't take that much time. It's so rich for people to watch the interview, though, and be like, or like this, I think this is when people are like, to like Nick Kyrgios, it's like, he doesn't even like tennis. It's really disrespectful <laughs> to do something and get paid if you don't like it. I'm like, you haven't you just described a job, you dumb motherfucker? <laughs> like, that's all of us. Like, I look at him and I'm like, he's a goddamn hero. He's open about it too. He's fighting the good fight. He's fighting the good fight. The only difference is he gets paid more than me for it. Yeah, I, re- I, I like Nick Curios. I know I like, I'm, I'm 
I'm putting it out here. I fucking love the guy. Like, I think he's a lord. It's just like, we're not opinionated about anything huh? serious, but <laughs> God damn it, we love Nick Kyrgios. Oh, and yeah. if you're listening, Nick, please, I'll get a third mic for you to come on the show. I want to talk uh, to you. We didn't get that far, to be honest. Yeah, you can share setup. with me. No, it ruins the sound quality. Oh. I don't know. If it got the car alarm, sure you can get Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's great. I think it's just great for a guy to be like... I don't, I don't like this, and it's a means to an end. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's, it's wrong of you to rip off. Like the fans came here expecting to watch someone who liked playing tennis. I'm like, why? I'm like, I need to make them pay for the tickets. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not bad. Not the system if. is bad for letting me <laughs> exist. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you want to point the finger at anyone, like, yeah, well, we live in a society. We're asking you to come to my fans. <laughs> I, I don't want to take an edgy, deep thing, but like, whenever you start a sentence off with "we live in a society," people are like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, but we seriously, it's just a fucking place where a guy can get paid like ten million dollars for a year of tennis, and you're just going to be like, "Yeah, it's it's wrong of him to not." To pull out with an injury. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, I'll do this job for five years, get enough money, then I'll retire. I'll hate every fucking minute of it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm being an honourable man. Oh, fuck off. Nick Kyrgios is the most pure of them all. He literally doesn't owe people anything. He owes people nothing. You I just don't just, get it. People like, well, like, he needs to give back. Why? We've given him nothing. He's just done it. Like, <laughs> he's you know played what I mean? tennis. He's played tennis. If anything, we owe him. We do. Well, people are like, yeah, well, I paid tickets for it. Like, well, like I paid money for the tickets. Literally, who told you to do that? <laughs> like, you decided to do that. You knew what you were getting into. Nick wasn't like, buy tickets. You're going to have a great time and you'll be... You'll and be I love well. tennis. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact opposite of that. He said, I hate tennis and I'm doing it to get paid. Don't come to my shows and you, and you still come. <laughs> Don't listen to my podcast. Yeah, you're still, you're still yeah, doing you it. You do it. You keep Fuck. coming. I actually... I would love to hear a Nick Kyrgios podcast. Oh, I would love it. You know, I would actually, truthfully, I'd be disappointed if I met him and he liked me. I'd be like, oh, that's kind of, you can't have a sellout for that. I want him to, I want to meet him and he'd just be like, oh, fuck off. And I'd be like, that was the best, man. That was so good. Yeah, I met my hero and it was everything I expected. Yeah, 100%. I'd be, I would truthfully be disappointed. I would be disappointed if he gave a shit about what I thought of him. Because I, I, I'm going to say I know for a fact that he doesn't. Yeah. Well, uh, you're, you're looking at the time thing and wrapping this up and I'm thinking I think we've just got to first 45 minutes shit scrap it edit it out <laughs> I Nick Kyrgios I didn't realise I was uh, so passionate about this <laughs> I love him <laughs> I love him I was talking about the solarium shit and I was like honestly free will libertarianism yeah, I could care less public health I don't give a shit yeah. Nick Kyrgios throwing down aces wearing <laughs> pink shoes and giving the Some... finger to the crowd <laughs> it's perfect it's so funny it's just like you know, like, like that's he's like kind of the tortured artist. Like for for a painter to like to create something, and then someone be like, "This is good. I love this. It really speaks to me." And I'm like, oh, fuck off. That's so pure. <laughs> yeah, so I love pure. it. I love like those hating your audience. I've seen a couple of yeah. shows. Mac DeMarco, for example, the musician, yeah. being like, everyone sort of gets around it though. Yeah. But he's just like, fuck off. Stop clapping. Like, seriously, fuck. As he's smashing like half a bottle of whiskey. And I'm like, oh. I thought this was a joke at first, but it's gotten a little bit more serious now. Wait, what is it? Is he is he dealing with his demons on stage? Yeah, I think like, like I, here's the thing. I think like the, the music seems to be like a really good expression of his demons and his thoughts, but sharing them with the crowd, uh, it's not what he did it for in, in the start perhaps. So it's not what he really enjoys doing. The music is the pure expression. The performance, yeah, like having people enjoy it, it just doesn't seem real. Uh, is is the vibe that I got? Yeah, artists artists will know what this feels like more than me because I kind of do, but not really. Do you ever kind of like this is maybe what Mac DeMarco is thinking? Do you ever kind of open up to someone or like like create something 
or say something like deep and personal and then afterwards you just kind of wish that you didn't yeah it's probably like that guy that opened up about culling the mice like <laughs> yeah I've definitely done that being like oh I've opened up and I feel like you just don't get it and like I resent I hate you now yeah like just like, I guess the pain of being misunderstood is one part of it but then I don't know just because you know the advice is always like oh, talk about your feelings talk about your feelings and sometimes you do and you're just like honestly I just I just wish I'd never done this. I'm just too tired for this. I actually, I, I actually, I'm going to back up what I said. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love it now. I'm way more transparent and open with everyone. Mm. I think I used to be a bit um, tied up within myself. I, like at the same time, I, was like, oh, I don't, I won't talk about it because I just can't be fucked. It's not yeah. worth it. Like you're not going to a little get bit it. tortured, a little bit neurotic, a little bit overthinking. It's just like nah, I'd rather just hang out with people. Sort of, I don't know, don't mind it. Yeah, it's just, it's just like. Uh, see something something I've thought um, like even though we're always about like honesty candor stuff like that mm. sometimes like I like find myself and I'm like afterwards I'm like I was probably more honest than I needed to be like yeah it's almost it's almost the most honest thing you can do is like withhold some things from some people or maybe that's just me trying to cope that's if but it's got, like that's if we've got something to prove or but like sometimes yeah it's like, it's like I don't owe these people anything I don't yeah. have to tell these people this or that have we spoken about the what do they call it Joe Harry or Jahari window no it's just a, it's a bit of a can I just draw on this oh you've got some music notation here yeah far out can I just draw a little grid here you'll sure. oh, this is I mean this is where the, fuse, the oh, sorry I won't use the yeah, color pencil mate just hold up yeah this text is going to go through too many pages no, let's use this broken fucked up pen ooh this is where the uh, the visual medium of the podcast kind of falls down but it's, it's like it's gonna be like Pictionary. Okay, yeah, he's done. He's done a. He's, uh, imagine a he's, he's done a cross, he, a square. Your motherfuckers listening know that I hate Pictionary. You know that I hate sitting down and playing board games. I'm yeah. sorry, but that's the truth. I'd rather sit down and talk. Yeah. And there are about four people listening right now who are just deeply hurt. Honestly, I don't. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, fuck you. I'm Nick we just said <laughs> the truth is the most important thing. It's a bit self-helpy. This I'll spell it out. J O H A R I window. Um, and it's, it, it is a little bit self-helpy, but I just like the imagery of it. It's just like, you've got uh, like things that you can see about yourself, mm-hmm. things that other people can see about you yep. that you can also see, things about yourself that you can see that other people can't, and whichever one I haven't mentioned so far. Well, that you can't see and they can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I guess I guess the things that we're most interested in is... The things that that other people can see that we can't, because mm. that like really cuts deep. When someone that's a, says that's a this, big, and like you've never noticed that about right. yourself. Yeah, it's like I mean, you look at it, and it's like it's an even window, but like I feel like I look at that part of the window, and I'm like this is the biggest of them all. Yeah. This is the only pane from the window that matters. Yeah, like because it's just like that kind of distinction between how you see yourself versus how other people see. It. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think people pretty much see how you expect. I Again, except a- except a little bit cooler. You didn't believe the coolness thing. <laughs> Fuck it. I was by it. My friends would call me out. I was like, Michael's not that cool. I'm like, well, he's cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which friend said I weren't cool? <laughs> <laughs> Give a big shout out. All right, now we've... Yeah. I feel like you weren't happy with the Jahari window explanation. No, it was good. I, I'll be straight up honest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, truthful. I've, I've got to be somewhere in, in, in 30 minutes. Oh, it's understandable. You've got sailing to be. I've got to go sailing. Yeah, I've got jobs to do. Do you have time for a bit of lunch or not even? Hmm. Did you mean? Did you mean that you were free until two, or you had to like? Does that I mean you have to, have to leave my, at two? I have, or have to be at my destination at two. I, 
Oh, oh, oh wait. Kakti here. Oh, but at the same time, let's see, it probably takes about half an hour to get there if I go 88 as opposed to 88. <laughs> and then I think someone's running 20 minutes late. So, let me All right, so we've probably got no time for lunch, but we're probably a couple of minutes to wrap this potty up. Yeah, I'm just trying to get some... You're going to do that Google Maps thing where you look and see the traffic and so you know. No. That's, I, a, that's a neat little... Uh, I like yeah, it that. is pretty good. You kind of know how long it's going to take you. Oh, so, oh, yeah, I know. It's, I mean... Unless it's roadworks. I fucking hate roadworks. Where are you going? Down uh, to the bay? Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Here's my, I'm going to give you a little Should tidbit about roadworks I've been thinking about recently. We shouldn't do them. <laughs> I think we should let the the roads get as bad as possible. So, <laughs> it's a disincentive to drive. So, it's essentially oh, the Wild West. Like Only people like myself yeah. with really nice soft suspension <laughs> are happy to tackle these streets. Because they're always talking about getting getting more cars off the road. <laughs> Easy. Don't fix the roads. Stupid. Why would you fix the roads? <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to invest like, you know, $40 million in this bike path uh, and then fix all the roads and put another lane in. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you sort of. I love this hot take. I love it. I love a hot take on the podcast. <laughs> just, where it's like it's fucking just, hot. It's edgy and it's uninformed. Yeah, it's like, how informed do you have to be? I drive on the roads every day, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's like oh, you know, you don't, you haven't done the like the traffic lights on the freeway. Yeah, it's like no, you haven't done the traffic modelling, and I'm like, I can fucking see with my eyeballs that this is making things worse because <laughs> my know. car simply cannot accelerate in time. I think we're all driving these new cars. I hate that. Did you see those ads where they're like, uh, trade in your old car? Like, the, your old car's really unsafe. You want new and cars. it's like a 2006 Toyota Camry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. You don't know. I, I classify the classic car club now. Well, I just... 28 years old. I just reckon... I don't, I don't understand how it's just like, yeah, yeah, no. Nah. It's this... This is somehow big car, like the big car industry. It's consumerism. And, our, and our, our taxpayer dollars and TAC somehow working together to con people into buying new cars. Yeah, it's cars. like, who's paying for the road, not the government? It's actually just GM Motors. What? <laughs> uh, so, in LA, I'm pretty yeah. sure that the biggest pusher and donator for like the building roads the highways was GM Motors. Is it actually? Yeah, yeah, Fuck it, was. it, I choose to... We're not going to fact check this because like, I choose to believe like it. 11 lane freeways just built because they're like, oh, we need this. And then I think they started building buses and... Something to do with tyres as well. Let's get fucking hot takes and conspiracy theories. Do you know BHP and like... No, not BHP. Um, BP, British Petroleum, knew about like global warming like pretty much almost before like anyone else. They knew about it like the 40s and 50s. And they were just like, yeah, we're just going to actively suppress this for the next five oh, decades. fuck yes. <laughs> you know, you're all on the hot takes. Oh, this is what I've been meaning to get into the podcast and I figured, I couldn't figure out a segue to do it. So I say... Alex's hot takes. Abandoned the, <laughs> the next segment. I'll do a little, na- you know, nature you do little, you know, nature then, stuff. You know, um, that's, that's good, you know. People enjoy that. You, you yes. do your little nature thing. And <laughs> like your little building blocks of life. And then you're coming with the hard facts. You're coming with the hot takes. And just like everyone just really wake the fuck up. <laughs> Buckle yeah. up. I can't even think of a way you to say You won't sleep for a while. F- the FBI sent uh, Martin Luther King a letter where they were like pretending to be another leader in the black community telling him to kill himself in this letter. Fuck. <laughs> like it doesn't explicitly say, like it wasn't just a big letter that says, kill yourself, you stink. <laughs> but it was like... Like it was just like the ultimate thing to do for for this this fight for civil rights is to to be a martyr to kill yourself for it. Yeah, it was it was like trying to say like there's only Fuck. there's only one way you can get out of this. You know what you have to do. Like we've got this information about you. Like <laughs> put the echo effect on. Honestly, Martin Luther King, kill yourself. 
Oh, Jesus. That's the, that was the FBI. No, but oh, like, that's what they said. Yeah, that's what they said. That's what the FBI in this letter, Google uh, Martin Luther King FBI letter. Man. It's not even like, it's not, you're not going to f- come to some fringe webpage. It's like, um, I feel like... You've had, fuck off with the reverb. I feel like a lot of foreign uh, agencies, oh no, like sovereign agencies, whatever you want to call them, just, when are we going to learn? Stop dipping our toes in other people's business. It always ends badly. It's like, oh, the Viet Cong, hate them. Yeah, well, you created them as well. It's like, the, uh, what is it? Hot takes, uninformed <laughs> takes. <laughs> it's not uninformed. I've no. watched about 16 hours of, of Ken Burns' Vietnam War documentaries. I'm very well informed. Yeah. Fair enough. And then we've got... Uh, are we really well informed enough to be talking about like the history of diplomacy and foreign policy though? I'm just choosing what parts of history I talk about. Yeah, I feel like. yeah you do, yeah. You can't expect me to cover it all. No, that's... I'm not going to touch on Napoleon. That's next week, man. <laughs> Give me some time. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, all these times, just getting involved and just not good. I mean, Vietnam is a great example. Just didn't have to be there. They knew about it for like two years after they got involved. But it was, it was unwinnable. Yeah. They just kept doing it. What are those documents called? Like, this is just something where, like, some, some senior guy in the military was just like, yeah, like, we just can't win. But it's a little bit too early to pull out. So, we'll just, we'll just, we'll keep, just keep doing it for a couple of years. And then it's just like, years. oh, the new leader is like, oh, well, I can't be the president that lost the war. And it's like, oh, well, I can't be the president that lost the war. Yeah. Just keeps on going. You've had three or four presidents or whatever it is. Who cares? It doesn't matter. with some number. doesn't matter. Have you, ever, have you ever been in an argument where, like, pretty much straight away you realized that you were wrong? But you needed to give it a little bit more time, so you'd like call slowly off. let it down. Yeah, yeah, and like fifteen minutes later, you come back you're like, oh, actually, I was wrong. Yeah. So it was just pretty much what the Vietnam War was. Pretty much. People early on but just realised it didn't was didn't really wrong let it cool down. They just waited till they essentially lost. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you, yeah, you're certainly running late. We've crossed the hour mark. Yeah. The magical hour mark. Al Qaeda as well. That was the CIA. <laughs> surprises there. Google yeah, it. CIA true. toppled like uh, South American governments. Stop, didn't they, didn't they stop the... funding coups. I wanted to tell Where you. Where was like, Pinochet? Is... In Chile? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the CIA just toppled that regime. Just stupid. I mean, you're kidding yourselves, do you think? A few thoughts. Oh, we know Wake better. Wake up, guys. We know better. We'll, we'll fix this time. We've got under control. Like, ah, fuck it. Right. Anyway, guys, uh, we're going to leave it here. Stay disobedient, guys. Just, yeah, just fight the system. Steal from your local chemist <laughs> warehouse. You don't have to pay for those things. The big farmers ripping you off anyway. Who's a real victim? Yeah, it's discounted so much anyway. That's practically <laughs> stealing. Chemist warehouse. Open, yeah. not to fight. All right, sweet ass. See you later, guys.